Welcome to Perspectives, the podcast from Women in Securities Finance. I'm Crystal Carroll, and I have with me Debbie O'Connell. Debbie is an international professional speaker, trainer and life coach, corporate event manager, an award-winning LPGA professional, and author of the best-selling book, Golf Positive, Live Positive. Hi, Debbie. Welcome. I am so excited to be here with you today and share, Crystal. Thank you for that great introduction. I'm excited as well. Today, we're going to talk about effective leadership to drive business results. Debbie, when I think about the current environment, with so many of us working remotely and juggling career and personal responsibilities and stressors, leadership and really effective leadership can be difficult. What advice do you have for navigating today's challenging environment and being an effective leader? Crystal, that's an awesome question in today's environment. You know, leadership is such a key right now. When we have adversity, your greatest leaders will step up and lead. And if we really think about it, sometimes the toughest person to lead is yourself. We can motivate the team and inspire the team and gather the troops, but sometimes motivating and inspiring ourselves can be the toughest challenge of all. And that's why I really love to focus on you, your thinking, your language, how you talk to yourself, how you empower yourself, having abundance in all areas of your life and delivering your authentic self. It's my acronym for LEAD. And I would love for you all to lead positive when it comes to you. So Debbie, it sounds like state of mind is really key here. You mentioned LEAD and the acronym there. How does language play a part in influencing good leadership skills? Language is probably one of the most important part of this because self-talk and how we talk to ourselves influences how we feel. And how you feel will actually influence the actions you take, which actually will then influence the results that you get. So you want to be that great leader. Pay attention to your own thoughts. How are you talking to yourself? And especially in this environment, you know, there's something called living in cause or living in effect. And when we live in effect, think about this for a moment. It's when you're talking with other people, when you're thinking thoughts yourself, you're filled with excuses you're blaming others, you're blaming life situations, you become a victim of circumstances. That's when you live in effect. It's like you're the passenger in the car of your own life because it's not you taking responsibility. It's saying, oh, because of COVID, I did that COVID 15 pounds, I gained weight because they closed the gym. I was on such a great roll and then the gym was closed because of COVID. So it's blaming the situation. You're a victim of the circumstances. Oh, you know, work is so much harder at home. I'm in this small environment. My kids are home and they're screaming. It's hard to focus and concentrate. And it's blaming that. You're blaming, I didn't get the promotion. Well, it was because of the boss or because of the manager or because this project didn't go well. And you look for blaming and shaming and other people. When your mindset is there, it creates these negative feelings, right? Feelings of frustration, feelings of disappointment, feeling maybe even of anger. So when you pay attention to that, think about this for a moment. Are you giving excuses to yourself? Sometimes we fight for our own limitations by giving ourselves the excuse. When you're aware of that, you can start to shift your mindset and you can say, oh, wow, I did make excuses for that. Wow, I didn't realize I was filled with this blaming of others and became the passenger in my own life. I wanna be the driver, choose to be the driver in your own life, get in that driver's seat. So how do you do that? You live in what's called cause and your thoughts are filled with solutions and opportunities. 
So when circumstances come over, COVID, a change of work environment, a change of your position at work, anything, you were moved into another place where you're feeling overwhelmed and confused for a moment. But if you live in cause and when you choose to live in cause, all of a sudden you're thinking in opportunities and solutions. What can I do? You're asking positive leading questions. How can I be the best I can be? How can I get in the best shape of my life working out from home? Even though there's COVID going on, my gym is closed, and I'm not as active as I would love to be, and my yoga class, and can I find a way? And if we think in cause and start thinking about finding a way, everything will change in, in the next step in your life. Because now you open up your unconscious mind to solutions and opportunities. And how do you feel then when you're thinking of empowering yourself with those solutions and you're saying, okay, what can we do? How can I still work out? You turn on your unconscious mind to figure out a way. How can I be a great leader in this environment? What does my team need? How can I serve them better? How can I serve myself and put myself in the best state of mind to be that great leader? What do I need to learn to get that promotion? Who do I need to network with? Who do I need to meet? How can I grow and improve? Those kinds of questions, when that's when you're living in what's called cause and you are the driver of your own life. So, so many of us today, even in conversations, it wasn't just COVID this year, right? There was this political stuff. There was racial divide. There was a lot going on this year. And people truly went through hard times from losing someone they love to financial situations, to a shift of working from home. Lots of things went on. And we could have easily went into living in effect, blaming, shaming. And we all have reasons to have had a bad year. We all do. And a lot of times people get together and they're kind of a battle of who's in the worst situation and then complaining. And it's such a negative environment. It's hard to grow. It's hard to grow with weeds around. So if you are aware of that, it's awareness of your own thoughts, the conversations you're having, how you're speaking, and you take control of that and live in cause, you will feel a shift in your emotions and a shift in your leadership, and you'll be able to lead yourself even better. And what tips do you have for letting go of those limiting beliefs and transitioning from more of living in the effect to living in cause? Well, it goes down to, you said the word belief, right? We can empower ourselves with our beliefs. So pay attention. Sometimes it's the voice inside that says, I'm not smart enough. I am not good enough. I feel like an imposter. An opportunity comes along to go for that next position. And you're like, wow, I would love to get that position. I would love to be promoted. There's a new job somewhere and it's above where you are now. And then that little voice comes out. No, you don't deserve that. You're not smart enough. You're not enough. You're not good enough. And think back to when you were a kid. Some people grow up in an environment where no matter what they do, it's not good enough come home with all A's or all A pluses except one. Well, why didn't you get an A plus on that one? And it's not to blame parents because that could be a positive. They believe in you so much that they know you can get all A pluses, but you take it as I'm not good enough. And those beliefs between the age of zero to seven, we make a limiting decision and then we find proof of it. And some people have money beliefs. And then we self-sabotage. So I'll give you an example of a gentleman I am coaching. We're doing a golf breakthrough and he has a dream to be on the PGA tour. So huge dream. And he is a great golfer. And I asked him, and this is a question you can ask with your profession. I asked him his money beliefs. I said, what do you believe about money? 
right away without thinking came right from the unconscious. Well, I would rather live in a tent and have people around me who I loved and who loved me than live in a mansion and have no friends or anyone around me that I loved. How about that as a limiting decision? And what happened is he grew up in a poor environment. So already there was not deserving of money beliefs. Then he meets some people who had a lot of money who weren't nice people. So it just proved what he knew as a kid that he doesn't deserve all that money. Say that's you. Say you heard money doesn't grow on trees. Money only goes to money. You don't deserve money. You're not good enough for money. Oh, our family will never make a lot of money. Then there's a job available for you, but you're going to double your salary or triple your salary. You want to make so much more money. And in your mind, you have that belief like my client had that says, well, you don't deserve that kind of money. Or when you have that amount of money, no one will like you. People with a lot of money are greedy. And you know what we do? We self-sabotage. And it's unconscious. We don't realize these beliefs. It's an unconscious self-sabotaging that happened because your brain's job is to protect you. And if you believe you're going to be alone and lonely when you make millions of dollars or that anyone who makes millions of dollars is greedy and you don't want to be seen as greedy, your brain protects you and says, oh, no, 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 no. Let's mess something up and not get that job or it tries to talk you out of it. So when you are looking at empowering yourself one of the most important things you can do is pay attention to when your beliefs stop you from achieving a goal. How do you do that? You know, you'll hear it. You can hear it in yourself and it's kind of goes along with language, but now it's coming from beliefs. It's coming from a deeper place in your unconscious mind. And those beliefs will also give you emotions and they'll give you thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart. I'm, I'm an imposter. Everyone else is better than me. I don't deserve this job. That person deserved the job. And we limit ourselves or what we can do. I'm a woman, you know, whatever. Men are in those positions. That's hopefully, I think women are believing differently today and it's more and more, but sometimes we still feel intimidated. Golf is for men. Man, I don't know if I want to sign up. I'm not good enough. I would be uncomfortable. What are your beliefs and shifting those beliefs? So first is awareness of those and then start to find proof of the opposite. I have all of the intelligence I need to be successful. I am deserving of success. I do deserve to make a lot of money and I will do great things with that money. There's an abundance of money in the world and money is a positive exchange of energy. And I know that I will do amazing things with that when I have money. So pay attention to your beliefs that come up and then start to find the proof of the opposite. And then what I've been doing with clients is I go into the unconscious mind and we go back to the root cause of it. And through timeline therapy and neuro-linguistic program, we unlock it. We unleash people from those beliefs. And that's what I'm doing with my client, who's the golfer, because he won't make the PGA tour with that belief about money, because as soon as he makes it, He's going to make half a million dollars, at least with sponsors and sponsorships without even winning a tournament. And then to go win a tournament, you make millions. So he will constantly self-sabotage if he keeps that money belief. Think about that in your career. So we will actually go and unlock that limiting belief for him with this method called timeline therapy. It's just, just fascinating where we gain some positive learnings. We unlock the emotions. We unlock the belief. We switch it to an empowering belief. You can start the process yourself by first paying attention and then switch it to a positive belief, an empowering belief, and then start to find proof of that empowering belief. Oh, wow, I did graduate, blah, 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 and I am smart enough. 
oh, that project we did, I really stepped in and was a great leader in that. And I knew my stuff. I am enough. When I do have extra money, I am so kind with it. And I know a lot of people who make tons of money who are very generous and kind, you know, start to find the proof of the opposite belief that you may have when you switch it to an empowering belief, find that empowering proof and you will be more empowered yourself. Debbie, you mentioned abundance. How do you create a mindset of abundance? Abundance, you decide. Very first step to do is decide. I want every area of my life to be abundant. And that means an abundance of health and fitness, an abundance of money, an abundance of love, an abundance of friend, feeling in your career, an abundance of opportunities in your career. What if that was your mindset? And you knew that life happened for you, not against you. And you had that belief. So think about what we first talked about, the language, right? Living in cause and having that positive language. And you change that belief. So yes, I deserve to live in abundance. And that's the next thing. So how do we decide? It's a critical skill. Take charge of your emotions. How do we take charge of those emotions and create abundance? Well, think about a time when you struggled to do something. Think about really struggling. And it was hard. Say if it was even health and fitness, going to the gym, it was hard for you and you struggled all the time. What kind of thoughts did you have? What kind of beliefs? What kind of energy did you have? Compared to think of a moment when you were on fire. How do we stand? How do we change our physiology? So right now you're sitting down, change your physiology right now. Sit up taller, Put a smile on your face, even put your hands in the air, make a, make a massive move, a drastic change of something and interrupt an old pattern. And all of a sudden you create this energy and that will help shift your mindset and create a mindset of abundance. So two things that are key to this, and then I'm going to have all of you do a little exercise, but first is your physiology. If you want to shift that mindset, start with your body. Change that physiology, make a massive move, put a smile on your face, even sit up, like, like sit in that chair, like you are in command of your life. And then secondly, focus, where are you focused? Are you focused on abundance? Are you focused on what you want in life? So write this down to this exercise in those areas I've mentioned of life or any area you're interested in, health and fitness, career, finances, relationship, intimacy, where else, whatever else you might come up with that you have a desire, how much you give your personal growth and development, write those down and then put your goal. Like, what do you want? So many times we want abundance in all areas of our lives, but we don't focus on what we actually want. So focus on what you want. Go ahead and do that exercise. What do you want? What do I want in terms of health and fitness? I want to weigh this. I want to put it down the way you want. You want your body to look like, feel like, what size clothes do you want to wear? What is that? My relationships, you could be your intimate relationship and then you could be the rest of your family and you could be your friends. You can even break it down even more. What do you want in there? Probably great communication is a big key. So what can I learn about communication? Everybody write that down. I'm going to just give you a moment to write down in every, in your career, what do you want? In your finances, what do you want? Now I want you to look at that. And here's the question. Is what you want a positive toward the end result of what you want, or is it away from something you don't want? Do you want money because you want it to be out of debt? Do you want money because you're afraid to lose things? Do you want to lose weight because you're tired of being fat? 
and you don't like the way you look, those are away from. You don't want that. So you're moving away from it as opposed to toward. I want to weigh 130 pounds. And you know why? I'm going to feel great and energized and I'm going to love how I look. I love my body. And that's toward. That's a positive. It's not because I don't want something. I want to have an amazing career because I want to impact more people. I love to learn and grow. I love to progress. I have big goals. I love to achieve my goals and it's fun and striving and growing. Or I want to have this amazing career because I don't think I'm good enough and I need to prove myself. Big difference, right? So take these two people. Two women have set a goal to lose 15 pounds. The one says they weigh 155. They want to weigh 140. And the one says, okay, here's my goal. I'm going to weigh 140. This is the size clothes I'll be in. I'm going to look amazing. I'll have more energy. I'm so excited to do this because I'll feel great. I'll look in the mirror. I'll love my body. It's going to be amazingly energizing. The other person says, all right, I am tired of being fat. My clothes don't fit. This is ridiculous. I hate the way I look in the mirror. I want to lose this weight. So they both join a gym. They both go to the gym. Now, when we focus on something, So you get what you focus on in life. You get more of it. You create more of it. The one whose goal is away from what they don't want. When they go to the gym, you know what they're focused on? I bet I look fat. I don't belong here. I'm not as good as these other people. This is so hard. The one whose goal is really a positive and toward what they want is energized. I'm in here. And where are they focused? On I'm going to feel great. I'm going to look amazing. I'm going to fit in all my clothes. I'm going to be excited and have more energy. So that's where their focus is. This person is focused on everything they don't want. So it's hard, but say they both do it. They're both motivated. They're fired up and they do it. Now they both weigh 140 pounds. The person who was positive and energized is just going to maintain it and keep going. This has been amazing and so much fun. I love how I feel. I want to keep this energy going. I love how I look in the mirror. Man, my muscles are popping. It's all positive and fun. This person's like, I did it. Oh my God, that was hard, but I did it. And now they like how they look in the mirror. They're fitting in their clothes. And you know what happens to this person? If any of you have ever been on that, I lost a hundred pounds to save 10 pounds over and over. The motivation's gone. Why? The motivation was I look fat. I don't fit my clothes. I don't have energy. All of a sudden I look great. I fit in my clothes. I have more energy. So now this person's not motivated. So all of a sudden this person gains weight and then they snap back to, Oh, I hate the way I look. Now they're motivated again. That's a pattern. So focus. So having abundance in all areas of life, look at your list, look at the end result of what you want, and then examine why you want it. And are you focused on a toward goal toward what you want to have? And it's positive and exciting and empowering and motivating. That's called inspired action. Or is it away from what you don't want? And then when you get out of debt, you're not motivated anymore to make more money because you lost your motivation, right? So we don't want the away froms. So look at that list and then shift it all to very positive things in every area of your life. And that's what you'll focus on. And that's what you'll get. Thanks, Debbie. That brings us to the D and lead deliver. What's your advice for delivering your authentic self? When you have positive language, when you have positive, empowering beliefs, and you've set goals in all areas of your life and create abundance in all those areas, It will be so easy for you to just be you, to be you and the imperfect version of you. 
and you won't feel like that imposter anymore because you're comfortable with who you are in all of these areas with that positive language, empowering beliefs and abundance in all areas. And it develops that authenticity. I tell you, this time in our lives has created more authenticity than ever, I imagine. It's when you're at home working and all of a sudden your cat goes up on the computer and you're in a major conference call and that cat goes by (laughs) or your kid unplugs the computer. And what happens in that situation? Say it's a tense conversation. There's this huge challenge at work or people are disagreeing. What happens now in that situation, there's frustration, right? And and maybe anger building up and there's conflict. And all of a sudden a cat walks by or the computer unplugs or a spouse walks out half naked and you're like, whoa, (laughs) whatever. All these crazy things have happened this year. And talk about being authentic. You brought everybody into your home. So we are being more authentic. So say those things happen. I want you to learn a lesson from this. When you get back into the conference call, is everybody in a different state? Did it change their state of mind? Is the conference call now like everybody chuckled a little bit? Everybody's at ease. So think of you as a leader and think of the situations when you were being your authentic self at home and a kid came running in with chocolate all over their face or going, mommy, mommy. And you're like, I need to do this call. This is, you know, I had the sign important phone call out there on the door and you still came in, you know, you try to have all those different times, but when that happens, doesn't it interrupt the pattern that was going on? Doesn't it interrupt everything? So as a leader, here's what you can learn. If you're in a situation and you can interrupt your own pattern. Say you're in that situation, you're feeling frustrated and doubtful and feeling conflicted within yourself, or you're having a meeting that's having so much conflict, you're not finding the solutions, you're not in cause. So you find all of a sudden you notice everybody's in effect. Everybody's in effect at this meeting, or you're in effect in your own life somewhere, or in your relationship, you know, oh my God, we're all blaming, shaming, justifying, and we're not finding solutions. What do we do? Interrupt the pattern. I'm sure you've experienced it this year interrupt the pattern for a moment. Do something that's you, your authentic self and interrupt the pattern. And then here's what happens. And especially with yourself, you can interrupt like the ways we talked about, use your physiology. Let's change the focus, you know, hold on everybody. Stop the meeting for a moment. All right. Interrupt, say something, something different, something about you personally, anything, change the pattern and then say, okay, now we need to get back to this. Now let's get back to this. Let's find solutions. All right. We know all the challenges. Let's start finding solutions. Getting comfortable with being your authentic self is going to make a huge, huge impact in a positive way in your career. I've talked to so many women in the C-suite. I've been interviewing women in the C-suite just to learn more about that. Every one of them has talked about delivering themselves, delivering their authentic self letting people know that they care, being vulnerable, being vulnerable. You know what that does? Develops connection with other people. When people are in your home, it develops more of a connection. When you have more of a connection, when it comes time to work on a challenge together, your relationship is at a deeper level and you'll be able to work through that challenge. You'll be able to communicate more clearly. You'll be able to be that open, honest person. And you can be your true self. So you can deliver that. The first three letters, that's why we get to the authentic and delivering your authentic self, because the language, the empowering, the abundance in all areas allows you to deliver your authentic self easily and effortlessly. In the meantime, allow yourself to be vulnerable, allow yourself to connect. And when you get into those old patterns or a meeting that's struggling, 
interrupt that pattern because I'm sure you experienced it and it worked out beautifully, accidentally, but beautifully this year in some of your meetings. Well, thank you, Debbie. It was great talking with you as always. It was extremely insightful. Listeners should check out your website, debbie-oconnell.com. We'll include a link in the episode notes as well. There's some great resources on the website. I know you have a free five-day challenge to begin to shift your mindset as well as a free download of your book. Debbie, on behalf of Women in Securities Finance, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And also, if you've liked any of this information and you want to go deeper, we have an event coming up. So that will also be on the website. Check that out because we'll take all of these areas even deeper and we all can go deeper on all this. We go deeper in our roots, we go deeper in our knowledge, and we grow higher in our life.